The Dallas Mavericks, after losing four games in a row, have won four out of their last five. What changed for the Dallas Mavericks? What's sustainable for them? And then, Kemba Walker has been signed to the Dallas Mavericks. He seems to be ready to play. Jaden Hardy has been playing down in the G League. He looks like he's ready to play. Who should the Dallas Mavericks prioritize getting some playing time? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let me know. Who would you rather see get more run? Jaden Hardy or Kemba Walker, at least in like the next week or so. Who would you rather see? Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the cursed kid, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? About those Mavs. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Um, Just want to say that thanks for all the thank you wishes the thank you cards that came in the mail for me <laughs> not being on yesterday's podcast um i want to say you know i'm i had to make the call like in the middle of the game yeah of, hey i couldn't be there as event going on and i want to say because I, I made the call halfway through the game that that's why the mavs you're you like know, they're gonna pull, win go ahead and do it <laughs> pull the game out you know at, at the end there and uh yeah but it, it was a huge win because yes that was a classic schedule loss. Another reason why you can't look at a schedule and try to predict wins or losses because, I mean, in Denver, altitude, second out of a back-to-back. I mean, I would have, you would ask me two weeks ago, pick a guaranteed loss. I would have picked that game because of that reason. And they won the game. And that was a big win. It was a big win. They've had that big win. The Suns win the day before. The Warriors win. Count the Knicks as maybe a big win too. Like they've had some. No, they've had four. It's a win, maybe not a big win. Uh, they've had four pretty good wins over the last week or so after a terrible four-game stretch. So let's talk about what's changed, what's been better, what's sustainable for the Mavericks, and then we'll get into Jaden Hardy versus Kemba Walker. I, I think it is sort of a, a debate, and I don't know that if it's a debate for Jason Kidd. I don't know if they're going to pick either of them, but. Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd have both commented on it recently, so we'll talk about that later in the show. But let's start with this. So the Dallas Mavericks win these games. Over the last five games, their offensive rating is about 120 points scored per 100 possessions. On the season, it's been 114. So they've been about six points better. That's a big jump. That's like going from you know the eighth best offense to the second best offense in the NBA. They've been incredible on offense over the last five games. On defense, they've been one point worse than they normally are for the season. So their defense has dropped back just a little bit, and it's still top. I think they're still top ten in both. They're eleventh. I think they're eleventh in defense according to Cleaning the Glass right now. What do we think is sustainable about the offense? And we can go right into Tim Hardaway. We can go right into how incredible he's been. But what has been? What's sustainable about this offense that they're playing right now? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they're averaging like ten more points a game. You know, for the season, <laughs> uh, they're you know they're at like one. Over the last five games, 121 points a game. That's the third in the league over the last five games. Um, so they're scoring it at 
an insane clip. Is it sustainable? I mean, even look at the three-point shooting. They're second in the league in three-point percentage over the past five games uh, at 41%. They're shooting 41% as a, as a team from three-point line over the past five. Uh, for the season, you know, they're shooting around 36%. Um, so they're shooting better from three collectively as a team. But it all goes down to, you know, I think Tim gets is getting, rightfully so, is getting a ton of credit right now. Um, for the last five games, but I think Luca is just as much like for Tim because you look at Luca's averages over the last five. You know, obviously they're four and one. Uh, he's averaged around thirty-five minutes, but he's shooting fifty percent from the field and forty-six percent <laughs> from the three-point line. Is that good? And and he's shooting. I mean, the key to all of this is Luca and Tim attempting shooting over ten threes a game. Luca's averaging ten threes. Tim's averaging eleven threes over the, both of those over the last five games. And Luca's at 46% and Tim's at 54, 55%. Like that's the key to it right there. These dudes are launching three pointers up at a high clip and hitting a lot of them. And for Luca, I think Luca, it should be Luca and Tim, not just Tim, because Luca's averages and play has went up a notch over the last five games. Yeah, Luca's shooting 46% from three over the last five games. On the season, he was shooting 30% going into those going into these last five yeah. games. Like he is absolutely shooting. Uh, the the Slovenia out of the ball. <laughs> Maybe say another word. Um, Even their plus minus, you know, Luca's at like plus ten, Tim's at like yeah. plus eleven. Like they're both. This is a you know dynamic duo over these last five games. And we were kind of waiting for the three point shooters to start hitting their shots, and especially Tim. Like that's that's the thing that you do, Tim. Like that's the thing that he does. <laughs> and if that's going to come around, that's going to be really good for the Mavericks. And. Nico Harrison comment on this. He was on the ticket recently and had some conversations about, you know, what, where are you guys and how do you feel like you guys? And he's like, we don't feel like we're in a good spot. First of all, because none of our shooters are shooting at their career averages. If they would just shoot their career average, we'd be a much better team and have some more wins. We agree with that. That's the way that this team is designed right now. If they hit their threes and they hit their threes at a good clip, they take a ton of threes, then they'll win games as long as they're, what are they? I think I said yesterday, they're like nine and two now when they shoot a better percentage from three than their opponents. And so they just have to do that. <laughs> they have to shoot a better percentage. And instead of coming from five guys, it's coming from two guys in Luca and Tim Hardaway. They've been the boost and maybe eventually Bullock and Maxi and, you know, some of the other guys will follow suit in that. Do they have like fries with the five guys or, <laughs> well, they're not, the five guys aren't shooting well. They're not have a good percentage. So it's <laughs> like you throw out five burgers and like one of them is good. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, with Tim, this is more than expected. If, if we're talking about what what's sustainable, I yeah. don't expect Tim to be at this clip forever. Fifty four point five percent from three over the last five games on eleven attempts per game. Yeah, fifty two percent from the field. He's just playing amazing, confident basketball, and you know they just they need somebody else. And, you know, we were joking before the season. It's like, all right, is it Spencer? Is it Christian Wood? Yeah. Now Tim's kind of in that category, too. It's like, all right, now we have three dudes that can, which Christian Wood had a great plus minus the other night. I wanted to give that a shout out that he he had a, a good, efficient basketball game. But Luca needs one of those guys to be a, like, to, to play at this level, whether it's Tim. I mean, it's Tim right now, but. They look fine. they look perfectly fine as a roster whenever Tim's playing like this or if like Tim goes down then it's like Spencer Dinwiddie has an a cra- you know amazing five game stretch. Oh and then it's Christian Woods turn and then 
It's like, all right, can we get one of those dudes? Is that sustainable? Is that concept sustainable of asking one of these three dudes to play at this level? It's an incredible question. Let's talk about that coming up next. Is that design good enough? Will that work over the next stretch of the season? Dinwiddie hasn't been good. Will he be the next one to step up? Will it be Christian Wood? Who else? Talk about that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a super high stakes wager for your small business. It could feel like shooting free throws in the final couple minutes of a game where you have to go offense, defense, and you have to hit some free throws and you just got to hit this one. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Easier. <laughs> very, very close. For free. Please go check out LinkedIn Jobs. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions. Easy to focus on uh, candidates when they have the right skills and the experience with those screening questions that you can ask them. You can pick which ones you want and you can see who you want to prioritize to interview first and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Not just a bunch. They're just not going to throw a bunch. They're going to quality hires for you. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjob.com. LinkedIn.com slash NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris. I struggled through that. <laughs> I did not. You, the keyword started with an H and it was like hiring or hire. And I thought you were going to say hot. And I was like, Nick, I don't think that's legal to say it like, Come hey, get LinkedIn, the- keyword is hot. Come get these hot jobs. <laughs> Come get these hot jobs over at LinkedIn. Oh, my gosh. All right, Isaac, let's get into this conversation because I think that the way that the Mavericks were set out at the beginning of the season, they had these three guys next to Luka and Dinwiddie. seemed like the, the fellowship. <laughs> when they set off. From who's really- going to be the Boromir? Who's going down first? Like, who's going to get taken out? Um <laughs> They have these three guys around Luka that, okay, who's going to replace Jalen Brunson's production? Is it going to be Dinwiddie? He's going to replace the role. Is it going to be Tim? He can replace the scoring maybe. Christian Wood, he's going to maybe replace some of the the, the variants that, that Jalen Brunson could bring at certain times. Is that sustainable? Is, have, is having those three guys on a loop kind of, all right, one of them's got to step up at any time. Is that sustainable enough for this Mavericks team to, to win enough games in the regular season? I'm sorry, I was going through my head of like, who would be who in the fellowship <laughs> and the reasons why really quick. Um, I feel like Dinwiddie is Aragorn. It's, unless, unless no, Luca is Gandalf. See, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. And I was going with a Christian Wood as Boromir of, you know, he wants to be, you know, and wants the, wants the, the playing time and wants the ring. And wants Christian, to be Christian the Wood's like, where was Gondor when I was there under the rim? <laughs> um. Anyway, so, back to the question: Is this concept sustainable? You made it there. You got. You got back. You landed the plane. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. I know you Who, are. Who's Frodo? Um, <laughs> it's Jaden, right? Isn't Jaden already Frodo? Josh Green is Fak- Sam. Faku's not on the team anymore. So. <laughs> so, um, so it all depends on how good you think those three dudes are. Like that. That's the whole thing, and how because it. Is it a, a consistency question of, all right, well, even if you don't think one player's like consistent, like Dinwiddie, then can they have a stretch to where they play at this level and, they, and they're this efficient from the field like Tim's been playing? 
Um, I just think it's a, I personally think it's a dangerous game. If, if you have to pick one of the two ways of, Hey, one star and three rotating carousel of dudes that you're hoping, you know, there's a stretch of hot games or you have a defined two that is more consistent as that. I would lean that route. Um, yeah, this is the whole problem with the Mavericks that we've talked about, right? They don't have a consistent guy that can step up when Luca is either not at his best, like he was not necessarily last night or when he, they just need something else. They're just not, Luca's just not good enough on his own to beat teams. Like at, at certain nights, there's going to be other teams that will play really well against you. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that guaranteed guy, you have these role players, right? And they are role players. Like maybe they're a little bit better than role players, like a step up from role players, but they still are. There's, uh, I think Mike Lombardi, who used to work for the, the Patriots in the front office, had this saying where you have 25% players, 50% players, 100% players. Luca is a 100% player. He brings it 100% of the time. You know you're getting production. Even against the Nuggets when he didn't necessarily have his best game, Triple-double. Still scored like 20 points, you know, 22 points or whatever, and had a triple-double, had a bunch of assists, had two good assists late. He's going to bring production. 50% players are probably like Dinwiddie, where he's going to bring it 50% of the time. 50% of the time, he's going to have a good game or he's going to have a bad game, and like the variance between the two. Tim's probably like, what, like a 33% player, where thirty-three, the 33% of the time, he's going to be awesome and do like he's, like, play like he's been the last five games. The other part, other part of the time, you don't know what you're going to get from him. I feel like Christian Wood may be in that same boat too, where sometimes it depends on the matchup. Can he can he dominate against the second unit? Can he dominate against the other big? Is he going to be an adva- a matchup advantage against those bigs? And if you don't have another 100% player, then you're just playing this numbers game where you're just putting them in, you know, you're putting them in the, the bingo turnstile thing. You're just waiting for your right number to come out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's sustainable like this. I think it's, it makes for an interesting regular season that we're going to have where you're just going to have – you know, fans pulling their hair out, hoping that one of these guys steps up. Uh, and it's kind of brings us to another conversation of, okay, wh- who's next? We know that the Mavericks are still waiting on their next move, but until then it's kind of up to these three guys for one of them, or hopefully two of them to step up at any given time. Yeah. There's two other things I want to bring up that are a little bit different over these past five games that I do think is sustainable. Uh, you look at like Maxi. Maxi's been shooting 35% from, you know, from three this season. He's, he's been shooting 44% over the last five games. Mm. So a good, you know, a good jump up for him over the last five games. I think that is sustainable. I think he is a good outside shooter. As long, as long as his feet is set, I'm down for it. Yes. Um, Maxi's been venturing into the world of pull up shots and, <laughs> you know, driving a little bit. And sometimes as I get, that's the next evolution of his game. And that's what he's been working on. But Maxie's like, guys, guys, everyone was like, can you guys do anything else besides catch and shoot? And he's like, I'm trying it. I'm trying it. But Maxie, you know what? Sometimes Twitter isn't the coach or the player. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I'm going to get so much run out of that. We didn't even talk about the interaction the other night when when Maxie went for the reckless block and knocked Luca to the ground and cut his eye. Luca (laughs) joked about it post game that Maxie hadn't told him he's sorry yet. And then he's like, Maxi texted me and all that. It was uh, it was fun. But uh, the other thing of the last five games is Josh Green's gotten more minutes than Reggie Bullock. Yeah. And I think for at least the near future, I think that's going to sustain. I think that's going to continue that Josh Green is slowly earning those minutes more than Reggie Bullock. I think that keeps on. Yeah, and Jason Kidd has seemed to be pretty hesitant with some of these veteran players, not named JaVale McGee, 
to limit minutes or to cut down minutes. It's one of the reasons why there's some people were surprised when Tim Hardaway got put in the starting lineup. Well, he's been around for a while. He's like one of the longest tenured players on the Mavericks. Like there's not many players that have played in the NBA more than Tim Hardaway Jr. It's kind of crazy, but that's where we are. And so, yeah, he, he's slowly making that change where Josh Green is getting played, playing more minutes and it's been better, right? It's been what? Even though, even though, even though Twitter isn't the coach, <laughs> the Twitter like fans have been, have been asking for that. And I think that it's been good because he adds a level of dynamicism to the, to any lineup that he's been in. And he adds some quickness and he adds some, you know, some passing and the stuff, the spin passes that he's been doing over the last couple of games have been super fun to watch. Uh, and when he's not in foul trouble, and even if he is in foul trouble, you still have Bullock to come in and play defense and do some of the things the Mavs want, want that, that position to do. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about this. I think the Mavs still are looking for like another ball handler, a third guy. One of the reasons why this these trio of Hardaway, Dinwiddie, and Christian Wood is so volatile is because you don't have that third guy that can handle the ball at any given point. I think Tim's done a little bit of that. He just doesn't fill the role fully. He's at least handled the ball where he could bring it up the he could bring it up the court, unlike uh, some other players in the Mavericks. But Jaden Hardy and Kemba Walker, they sign Kemba Walker, they bring him in. We've talked about him. We don't expect too much from him, and it doesn't seem like the Mavericks expect much of him either because Nico Harrison was on the ticket recently on the radio here in Dallas and said, quote, we brought Kemba in as the next version of Compazzo. I don't see him playing more than 20 minutes per game. Uh, And then talking about his knee, he said, if you asked him, he's ready to go right now. This was like a week ago. He said, we'll give him a week. Uh, And then he said, you know, it's one knee that's been bothering him, and it's not good. Not good at all. We'll see how long that lasts. Talking about how long Kemba Walker lasts and plays on that knee. So I think the question now becomes, if that's what the front office expects from Kemba Walker, would we rather have Jaden Hardy play some of those minutes, or do they need help just that much that you would rather see Kemba Walker play for a good couple-week stretch here? The Kimba comments were fascinating to me from a from an NBA uh, GM who just you know in a market that we're we're used to just people lying to us all the time. So that's why we we crack jokes no, about it. No, and, good morning. No, I thought you were about to play it. Up. There you go. Um, that's why we laugh about it and joke about it sometimes. About hey, you know, make sure you ask Jason K or when people yell at media and say. Ask, ask him these questions. I'm like, bro, like they they lie like almost all the time. So I have to apologize, and and I don't blame him. Like I would do the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know who's going to start tonight. I've known since this morning. You know, like if I was the coach, that's how I would do it. It's like how the CIA lies to us all the time about aliens and all kinds of things that are out there. (laughs) That was such a weird lane but to, to go down how many different directions um, can we take our analogies today we've gone lord of the rings we've gone bingo we've coming up next we're going to talk about roswell after the break <laughs> does space force know something we don't but yeah coming up let's get into Jaden hardy versus kimball walker i think it's a good debate and could it hurt hardy if you give him more time than he's ready for up front we'll talk about that coming up All right, Isaac Harris, Kemba Walker might be ready to play right now. I don't know if the Mavericks have minutes for him. Jason Kidd has recently said, hey, we got to find minutes for Jaden Hardy. And I'm like, we? We have to find minutes for for Jaden Hardy? You have to find minutes for Jaden Hardy. Where do you stand between Jaden Hardy getting minutes right now and to start to work himself into the rotation or Kemba Walker to get minutes right now that they just signed him? Um, I'm going to go with neither 
Yo. Uh, <laughs> the whole premise of the segment. <laughs> um, I just don't, as currently constructed, I don't see how. Like, who who's who's getting who's getting minutes? I mean, who's getting minutes taken away from him? Are you really going to take away minutes from Luca? That ain't happening. So <laughs> then at that point, I mean, Spencer's play, played 28 minutes a game over the past five games. He's losing a little bit of minutes. Josh Green's minutes have went up. So you start asking yourself, it's like, all right, so we want Josh's minutes to go up. So are you just flat out replacing Reggie Bullock with a backup guard at that point with Kimba or Jaden Hardy? That's the only way it makes sense. Because like they have a very defined nine man rotation right now with Maxi, Reggie, Dwight, um, and Josh coming off the bench, all around twenty to you know Maxi plays around twenty six minutes over the past five games. So it's like, I guess that's my question is like who who like how like how how do they play? Is this a are we just arguing the Faku spot? Because I I think that's the that's the thing of what we're arguing. And I think it's really telling whenever, you know, Nico says that when Nico said that about Kimba on the radio, it's like, wow, you know, that, that was just a recent signing. It's like, yeah, his knee's not good. You know, and just being honest with, it, I love the honesty, but you never really hear that from a GM like that for a recent signing. And, um, that's why I made the OBJ comp the other night, but, uh, um, yeah, he's not gonna be ready past the Super Bowl. That, that, <laughs> that whole story was dumb. Uh, but no, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fine. It just depends on, I think it, here's my thing. It depends on how many minutes. If you're telling me right now, we're taking Reggie Bullock and putting him on the bench and giving those 18 to 20 minutes to one of Kemba or Jaden Hardy, then I just need to see Kemba play first. Like it, you can't judge anything with Kemba because I think what they would ask about that. So I, that's another thing to, to look at and say, all right. Jaden Hardy was really efficient in scoring 10 points the other night at the end of the game and all that. There's no game plan in that. It was just like, hey, go get a bucket. When With the backup point guard spot, it's like the third ball hander, you're, you're actually trying to set up a system and stuff. I think that's what you're seeing Denway kind of struggle with a little bit is trying to set up, set up other players and all that. There's a difference of Jaden Hardy playing a point guard role and Jaden Hardy playing the last five minutes of a game and you're saying, hey, go play pickup out there go yeah. go score a bucket type of thing so i just but i don't think you can answer until you see how good if kimba looks yeah i don't know it's just hard it's it's hard to i lean kimba if it if he's like healthy of because he knows that he's a veteran point guard he knows how to run everything of what we said before of man like Dragic, and it'd be so cool to have a vet point guard off the bench to run the second unit and all that but it's hard to pick Kemba because we haven't seen him play and the GM saying his knees hurt. So if that's the case, <laughs> it's hardy party time. So you'd rather go with the immediate help over the let's develop, let's start to develop Jaden Hardy a little bit more with NBA minutes. If it's if that, a lot if that's of the question, let's just, if let's it's just say 15 that- to 18 minutes as the backup ball handler, third guard. Yes. I lean the veteran for a win now team. If it's the Faku role, that you're going to get in these spot minutes and not really have, you're not going to be in the nine main rotation, but you're going to be like the fourth guard and you're going to get in have fun, get some buckets. You're like the break glass in case of emergency guy. Yep. Give me Jaden Hardy at that point. Cause yeah, then get him experience and all that. Okay. I- I'd go the opposite. 
Because if Jaden Hardy... Why, why keep Kimba on the team then? So why sign Kemba on the team? Why have a third ball handler at all if they, if they don't think that they it's need a play, one? Though. If, if, but they don't think that they need one. Like already... People forget about Frank. And he's not playing at all already, right? Like as, as another I ball did. Handler. I did forget about him. <laughs> I think if they're going to play him in that Faku role and it's just these, you know, five minutes here, maybe 10 minutes here, I think I would rather just give that to Kemba, see what he's going to do, and then let Jaden Hardy play in the G League more. Because I think he's actually getting real development there. He's stepped up. He's, in, you know, he's taking the next step forward. He's getting way more opportunity. He's playing like, what, 35 minutes a game in the G League. He's getting, you know, a ton of shots a game. He's getting a bunch of opportunity to handle the ball, do things they want him to do. And so I think if you're just bringing him in to play that those spot minutes, it would be I think it would be a waste of the season for him. If you're actually going to come in and commit to playing him like 15 minutes a game and finding ways where, to me, I think it's, yes, a little bit less from Bullock. Having Luka not play 39 minutes a night where he, he has played 39 or more minutes in eight games this season so far, like I think that's one of the places that you'd hope some of those minutes come from. The Mavericks haven't been good enough for Luka to not play 40-plus minutes a game. At, at certain points of the season, but it's taking some minutes from that. It's taking some minutes from, uh, from Bullock. It's taking some from, uh, you know, whoever that, that third guard has been right. The Compazzo Frank, whoever, uh, that's been, but yeah, you know, I, I feel more comfortable with, I'd feel more comfortable if like, if they, let's say they put Josh in the starting lineup over Dinwiddie and then Dinwiddie was running point in the second unit. And then Hardy was getting some run with that. Because I'm more comfortable with with Jaden Hardy in the Jordan Poole role of a right. I think he's more of a two guard, scoring two guard, small ball two guard. If we want to say that, whatever, uh, more than like a point guard. So yeah, he's Jordan he, Poole, Jordan Clarkson, right? Like he's yeah. I think if he's out there with with a like another vet, you know, point guard that's running the unit with him, I'm. I think that makes sense for a a, a win now team. I think I think it's a little dangerous to say. Hey, Jaden Hardy, run the whole second unit with Maxi, Josh Green, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, and Dwight Powell. I don't think the rotation would change, right? You'd still play him with one of the the idea is that they need a third guy, like or just a second ball handler on the court, and they've played extended minutes where it's just Luca or just Dinwiddie is the only guys on the court that can handle the ball, and you're like, all right, let's insert this guy to be able to handle the ball just a little bit more, be able to get his own shot a little bit more. And so I think he would always play with one of those those guys. The other thing that Nico yeah. said in his comments I thought was interesting was he said, quote, we're going to get Jaden some minutes here in the next couple of weeks. The thing is, if you look at our roster, our goal is to bring him along at the best rate of success for his success. You can't bypass time. I thought that was a really interesting quote from him about you can't bypass time. You can't give him because he Jaden's one thing right now is decision making. He's just got to make better decisions. And are you uh -huh. willing to does this Mavericks team have enough of a uh, margin for error to allow him to error, like to, to allow him to make errors. And I don't think that they do right now. And so I think that may be part of the reason why they haven't brought him along at all yet. Uh, even in just a, a limited capacity is that every single minute seems like, and it's in, I think fans and we have definitely felt it where every single minute matters because if they, you know, if they lose a, a stretch, then all of a sudden the dam could break and like the game is lost. <laughs> it's like, it yeah. Cause like you, you got to learn when it, you got to learn winning basketball Yeah, and it's, you know, we, we kind of just unleashed Dennis Smith jr. When, when he came in <laughs> yeah. and didn't win a ton of games and you know, he, he's was playing, start off the year playing well in Charlotte and all this stuff. I hope you'll know, wish the best for him, but it's not always just, Hey, 
a guy is going to grow because we gave him 30 minutes a night. Yeah, it's not it's, linear. It's, yeah, it's not always that. But I'll play devil's advocate to it. it. You also hear the Josh Green stuff of like, yeah. hey, I'm getting an opportunity. I get to play. And that's why I'm improving all that. So there's two sides. There's no perfect answer to that. What was Kid's statement about Josh Green that he didn't get playing time his first season and so his growth was stunted? What was that? What was that before the that. season? It was something <laughs> along those lines. Didn't I didn't didn't really register to me like that it made sense. Um But yeah, so I think they are gonna try to bring him along. But I do think that I, I think I've been right about this whole thing. And I think that they've been trying to bring him along slowly and eventually they'll start to give him some time. And I think they signed Kemba because they don't think it's gonna last very long. And they'll start with Kemba. Well, and then eventually they'll bring Hardy into the rotation because I think he is the reason why we're so we're talking about this so much is because he's their one chance to have a guy with a super high ceiling that could you know explode and become either a big trade piece or could actually be a long term piece next to Luca right like for for all the things that Josh Green has done this year he's going to be a nice rotation piece I don't see him as having the same ceiling as what Jaden Hardy could have yes. I don't know if I'm ready for the ceiling, Jaden Hardy ceiling conversation. I mean, that's just before. what we're talking about with this is the yeah, potential yeah. of Jaden Hardy, which is why fans and we are so enamored with him. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, gosh, now my mind's went blank. I was going to go two different directions. So, like, time. would Jaden Hardy be Pippin or Mary or? Like... <laughs> now you're really distracting me. <laughs> now I know if I ever want to get you off a topic, now, I'll just bring up Lord of the Rings in any capacity. Um, I think, you know, I've said this before, but I, I think they are, I think they're preparing for the the next trait. Like, for sure. I think they're, they're grooming seems weird, but it's like, That's they're like word. preparing them. <laughs> they're preparing them, you know, for that. The two for one trade that's going to happen with some tra- players abo- above them in the rotation yeah. to where then you have that. Because when you start talking about like the Kimba, and, you know, Jaden Hardy and we're like, all right, I think they're going to start with Kemba and then we're going to, but what, what is the, like, we what haven't even they? seen that. We haven't even seen that role this yeah, year. Yeah, What are like, we getting from anybody from Faku, from Frank, from nobody? Yeah. We haven't even, it's not like that. They started the season with that spot in the rotation and now they've just been filling it with these. Other, they haven't even had that spot in the rotation. So like, it's just been, so I don't even think either they're not, they're going to start with either one of them. I think it's just going to be like, Hey, we'll find a few minutes here and there for Kemba when he's healthy. I don't think when Kemba's ready and healthy and that once again, could be completely wrong in this. I don't think Kemba's just going to play, you know, 20 minutes one night in a game. Uh, Nico Harrison just, said that on the ticket. He's like, I don't see him playing 20 minutes per game. Yeah. So it's, so that's the thing of until there's some type of two for one trade above them, I just don't see, and as bad as Reggie's been, I'm sorry. I just don't see kids saying, "Yeah, DMPCD," because yeah, it's Kimbo or Jaden Hardy. And I know some yeah. fans are probably like, "Why not do, do it?" I just don't see Jason Kidd doing that. Also, that's dangerous because the, for the Mavericks to be at their best, they need Reggie Bullock to be good, right? Yeah. Like they need they that need his defense. They need his defense. They need that. You know, his shooting when it when it comes around. January's coming, guys. <laughs> January's coming for Reggie Bullock. <laughs> they need that shooting. Like he's hit game winners this season for the Mavericks. Yeah. Already, like they they need that position to be good because uh, it can't just be Dorian and Josh because Josh is still an unproven in the playoffs type player. We still gotta you still gotta see it. And uh, and Bullock hat was incredibly good last season. Don't forget like how much him and Bullock, him and Dorian Finney Smith, 
you know, bang bros. How much they were integral to the Mavericks' success in the playoffs. So let's not forget that with just the, the two months that Bullock's been bad. But, but can't you see it, though? Can't you see the first presser that Jason Kidd does or Nico does after a trade? Let's say it's a it's a Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock trade. Yeah. They bring back one. They bring one player back and it's in the press conference. They're talking about the new the new one player that came back in the deal. And they're like, you know, something else is this opened up a spot in the rotation for Jaden Hardy. And we're ready for him. We're ready for him to take the step to be a part of the rotation, get some minute. Like that's the that's what I envision happening at some point in some capacity. And then there's just us in a boombox in the back going, Hardy, let's go party. Some people ask me what that uh, that creepy laugh is at the beginning of the of our podcast intro, and it's Jaden Hardy. It's Jaden Hardy in our, our preseason interview with him. Uh, there you go. Let us know in the comment section below. Who would you rather see get minutes if minutes are available? Isaac just totally threw out the entire premise of the question. <laughs> Let us know in the comment section below. Kemba Walker or Jaden Hardy over the next couple of weeks. Thanks for making us your first listen. Go check out the Lockdown Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. We'll be back tomorrow talking about uh, what Luka Doncic can do the rest of the season. We'll also have two episodes this weekend, Friday night and Saturday, where the Mavs will play another back-to-back Bulls and uh, Bucks, and then the Bulls. So a little Midwest action there. We'll talk about that, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.